Hi, welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you more and more about the power of joy. I'm Anne Scotland, and I'm here again with you today. Thanks for stopping in. Um, we're talking more about the power of joy and how it can bring you less stress and more success and really help you find and be in your best self. Uh, if you haven't already, you can check out my social media at Instagram and Twitter. That's at Anne Scotland or my website, uh, annscotland.com. And I'll repeat those again at the end. So thanks again so much for being here today. I am super excited today to have a special guest on the show. His name is Sonny. His, that's his nickname. And his real name is Hendrix Wolf. Hi, um, Sonny. I'm going to call you Sunday because I think it's the best name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. It's amazing to be here and uh, be a part of this space um, and just you know, get to cultivate and, and really talk about some powerful, powerful things that I think that could help a lot of people. So I'm just super excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you. And um, I know you're in a place today where um, you've got a little background noise, but I'm just so happy that you're able to join us anyway. So audience, please bear with us if we get a little more sound in the background than normal, but you're going to want to stick around because we've got some really amazing stuff coming for you. Um, Sunny has an incredible personal story that I think you're going to want to hear. Um, he's going to share quite a bit about his life and, and the impact of the power of joy in his life and on the impact he's making on others in the world through love and joy, even in a space, which he's going to share with us later, um, of living in a homeless shelter. He can still find a way to make a difference in the world. And Sunny, I am just so thrilled to have you here today. And, um, you know, what's on your heart first and foremost today? Absolutely. Uh, the thing that's on my heart today, uh, I would say is specifically love. Uh, that's been such a huge thing and a huge part of my healing journey and everything that I went through. Um, so I'm just, I'm here to love everyone and, and spread as much love as I possibly can into this world, into this universe. And uh, that's really what it is that I came here to do. That's my life purpose. That's amazing. I think it's incredible that at your age, are you, you're 20, is that right? Yes, absolutely. 20. I'm 20. I think it's absolutely incredible that at your age, you have a clear view of your life's meaning and purpose. Like your vision is clear for you. I know a lot of people two and three times your age who are still trying to find that. So that is um, a, really a great blessing that you have that clarity. And, um, but I understand it hasn't always been that way. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. It always hasn't been that way. Uh, just, you know, like, like people always say, we, we all have a story to tell, um, you know, and so mine has been very, uh, very difficult at a lot of points in my life. Um, I've been through 20 years of just hardship. Um, so it's taken a lot to get to where I am now even. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited to be here, like I said, and to be able to share the love that I have. And it was actually through uh, self-love that I discovered my purpose. Um, so I just encourage everyone to love themselves and love everyone around them. That's amazing and so, so beautiful. I don't think there could be a more powerful message. <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, so I know we don't want to necessarily dwell on the negative, but I think it's also important for people to realize um, what goes on in our real lives. And, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I can't be happy yet because I don't have the right job or I don't have enough money or I can't buy the car I want or I don't have, 
you know, I don't have the right um, significant other or a million other things, or I'm just not feeling really well right now. Um, but it's not always true that we have to wait to find happiness. And, and most of us, most of us, you know, watching this podcast um, have incredibly good circumstances and so much to be grateful for. And yet we still complain and feel unhappy. So I just want to share a little bit about, you know, where your life and where you came from and um, um, give us just a little summary about your childhood. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, like I said, I've gone through a lot of hardships. So it's been 20 years of hardships for me. Um, at no point in my life was I ever able to really think about anything else other than surviving and uh, doing the best that I can. And so my journey started, uh, you know, with my mom and my dad being on drugs and things like that. And I really didn't have family to go to because they were, you know, either on drugs or, you know, alcohol and, and that type of thing as well. So um, it was really just me. And uh, growing up, she, unfortunately, my mom was, you know, a prostitute, uh, but she also exposed me to a lot of different things. Um, I've seen a lot of violence, um, like extreme violence. I've seen, you know, people die right in front of me at a young age and just all these different things. Um, and I've been beaten when I was younger. I was taken advantage of. Um, and then I entered into the foster care system. And a lot of that stuff that I was going through still didn't stop. Um, so I was taken advantage of in there. And uh, I was still beaten. I was still screamed at. I still had a lot of trauma that I was going through in there. Um, and then fast forward to, you know, when I got out of the foster care system, I ended up getting adopted. You know, now most people think that when you get adopted, that it's this it's an amazing story afterwards. It's just all good, happy, you know, and rainbows and sunshine. Um, but unfortunately for me, it wasn't. It was more of a money thing. Um, and I don't know, you know, what people's awareness of, you know, how that situation goes. But there's a lot of money involved or there can be in those situations when you adopt a, a child. Um, and so that's what it was for me. It was just uh, extra income to come in. And so I went through a lot of traumas there. A lot of the same stuff was happening. Um, and then, you know, that that brings me to my point now, which is where I became homeless several different times in my life, uh, different points, uh, you know, starting my earlier teens. Um, and I was all I had. So I didn't have any really friends to call on or anything like that, because growing up in school, um, the way I carried myself was I, I, a lot of people ask me, well, why do you, why do you talk so, you know, properly or whatever? You know, I didn't sag my pants or anything like that. So I didn't really necessarily fit in with either side because I was, you know, I have colored skin and, you know, and on the other side, I wasn't, I wasn't specifically, uh, you know, part of their culture either. So that was really difficult for me. Um, so I didn't, like I said, have a lot of friends or anyone to really call on. So every time I've, you know, lost a job or whatever, I've had to, you know, just do my best to try to figure out that situation. And unfortunately, you know, you need people. We need people um, along our journey in life. And so I've lost everything several times. And, uh, you know, I moved out here recently to California um, from Florida, where I was homeless out there. I'm still homeless, but, you know, now I'm fortunate enough to be in a homeless shelter. Oh, so that's kind of just an overview of everything, you know, that I've gone to or gone through in life. So, yeah. Hmm. Wow. Um, that's incredible. And um, and I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more of the story of kind of what brought you to such a generous and joyous and loving place in your life um, here as we go. Um, but I think for the majority of us here today, 
that is probably not our life story. And um, I just feel like everyone should be able to share their story. I think it's powerful. I think it's humbling. You know, I had a very strange upbringing. I was very fortunate in being safe and protected, but almost too much, if you will. Um, so I think by really getting honest with our, ourselves and our story and being willing to, you know, be, be vulnerable with others in a safe way where we can help them realize that they can find joy and love despite a million things that may go wrong. It doesn't preclude you from experiencing joy and love or sharing it with others. So how long, how long have you been in uh, out here in California now after you left Florida? Uh, for a couple months now for, yeah, a couple months, I would say probably about three months, okay. if that, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, you had a really, um, a really literally life-changing experience um, about a year ago. Um, would you like to share that with our audience today? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that, that experience was uh, really life-changing for me. And that's, you know, uh, really where I found out my purpose that through that and through joy. Um, but that was, it was an out-of-body experience. So, you know, because my mom was on drugs um, when she had me, I unfortunately, you know, suffered from chronic seizures uh, back when I was younger. Now, when I started to get older, I ended up beating those seizures. Uh, but they say that seizures never really, sometimes they go away, but they can, they can come back. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what happened with me. And they, the only reason why they came back was because of things like starvation, um, lack of water, lack of food, um, lack of sleep, and things like that, and stress uh, from being, you know, out in, the, out in the elements. And, you know, at some points in time, I didn't have a tent because my tent had gotten stolen and things like that. So... Uh, basically, what happened was I started having seizures while I was out in my uh, out in my tent, and some of the people that I was around had called the ambulance, um, and then they ended up coming and cutting my tent open and getting me out of there. So they rushed me to one hospital, and that hospital couldn't get my heart under control because my seizures had thrown my heart out of rhythm. Uh, so at that point in time, uh, they had rushed me to another hospital and then that hospital wasn't able to stabilize me as well. So then they rushed me all the way to Orlando Hospital. Um, and in there I was in critical condition because my heart had stopped once at the other hospital. And then it did it again when I was in the Orlando Hospital. So I spent uh, I spent quite some time out there. Um, and so in that, like I said, I had I had a life changing moment. It was an out of body experience. And, and what I mean when I say that is that. Um, I attended my own funeral. Um, and so that was like, that was really eye opening for me, even looking back at the situation. Um, and there's what has allowed me to open up to be who I am today and start speaking. Um, so basically, I was at my own funeral. And there was like, I can't even count the amount of people like millions, billions, I don't, I don't even know, it was just a blank white space. And I was laying in the casket. And um, I was experiencing that moment where I I was in the casket, but I was also in another body outside of the casket. Um, and so I was looking around and I was like, all these people are so sad, like, but that's me. Like, I'm, I'm OK, though. Um, but there was just people just crying and, and, you know, screaming. And I'll never forget the sounds of that. Um, and so basically, I just seen this this figure of light, uh, if you will, just in the shape of a human, but just light 
um, come up next to me and I'm looking around. And so when I turned around, I, I tried to tell everyone in the crowd that, hey, that guy's OK, because that guy is still that's that's me right there. I'm OK. Um, but then that's when the figure had put their put their hand over my mouth because they had their their other arm around my shoulder. And that's when that figure had put their hand over my mouth. And then that's when I had kind of come out of it. And uh, I was really emotional after that. Um, but that's how I, I learned that I was supposed to speak. I was supposed to come here and, and show love to the world and, and, and spread my life purpose and through speaking. So, yeah. Wow. wow. How, what a very scary um, set of hours that must have been from the seizure to the hospitals, to three hospitals. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, basically an, an out-of-body experience or uh, um, all you know a lot of people call it an NDE or near-death experience where you see or witness something um, that's phenomenal and, and for many people life-changing um, so wow so as you recovered from that in the hospital and you were kind of thinking about that experience um, what was going through your mind once you were kind of you know back to your yourself and just thinking about it um I was extremely emotional um that's that's the biggest thing that I remember about the whole uh, my thoughts were kind of you know foggy and stuff like that but I just remember being so emotional um I felt I felt less than human and uh that's an experience that I would never wish on anyone not even my worst enemies um, because I didn't feel worthy of being a human um, because before that, when I was, you know, before I had gotten into the hospital, you know, I didn't, I didn't really care about money or anything at that point in time when I was homeless. All I was trying to do was survive and get food. And, you know, there was times where I would, you know, ask people and they would look at me weird or, you know, look at me like I would like they were just disgusted with me. Um, and so it was it was just a horrible feeling. It was so deep and it hurt so bad uh, to just feel like I wasn't deserving to be human. I wasn't deserved to be even loved or be around anyone. Um, and so it, it, it just it sparked something in me to feel that. And like it all came out at once, you know, uh, even looking back today, there's some times where I still I still cry at that. Um, because no one should ever have to feel like that. And, you know, there's times in my life where I didn't want to, I didn't want to be my skin color. Um, you know, now I've gotten to the point where I've healed a lot from that, but it's something that you never forget, you know, no matter how much healing you do from it, it's, it's always there, you know, from digging in the trash cans to try to find stuff to cover up with to stay dry and stay warm, you know, cause even in Florida, you know, in the winter times, it gets, it gets cold out there when you don't have any, you know, a nice warm bed to snuggle up into. Uh, or you don't have covers because there's points in times where I was just out in my underwear and in a dirty T-shirt, you know, um, and it, it's just going from, you know, working so hard for everything to losing it all like instantly, um, you know, because I had a vehicle and everything. I've had several different vehicles and I've lost everything several different times. It's just it's it's like a disbelief. You know, most people would think, oh, you dug in the garbage can, but you don't really think about that. Um, you don't really think about anything other than survival. You know, how can I survive the next five minutes, the next one minute, you know, because I got so weak to, you know, where I wasn't eating for, you know, sometimes a week or better at a time that, you know, I would just be walking around uh, because my body would make me stay up, you know, as long as it possibly could. 
uh, because that's just, you know, survival instincts. And um, so then I would, I'd be walking out, just collapse on the sidewalk. Um, and like I said, it's something that I wish on nobody. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Um, I think it's important to hear this story of what it's really like, um, because, you know, we, all of us, you, me, everyone, we encounter people on the street all the time asking for money. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of um, critical thinking, criticism around it. And people, you know, some people take advantage of that system, which makes people who might be generous feel less generous. And then there's people who are genuinely in serious need. And I think, you know, they get overlooked, not treated as, as human. Um, I, uh, I wish I could remember the name of the, the study this guy did several years back where he, he did, he was homeless for a year as a research experiment. And, yes. um, and you maybe have heard of that. And, you know, the outcome was, he said, the hardest thing, which was really what you just said too, was people just, um, you know, either looking at you with some kind of revulsion, but almost worse, not looking at you at all. Like you didn't exist, like walking by and you're just a light pole. And like, you don't even, you don't even take up space on the same sidewalk and they don't acknowledge you even being there. And um, I think it's important for us to kind of know what that feels like and, and appreciate, you know, you sharing that with us. Um, so after your near-death experience, um, you were, you know, once you came out of the hospital, what was changing in your mind? What were you thinking of, you know, how did you decide your future was going to be different? And why did you feel like joy and love and giving back were so important, more so now than before? Um. I would say the biggest thing that went through my mind, even though I was emotional um, and, and going through a lot really, and just, I was really weak and uh, you know, I still had heart issues for a little bit after that. I think the biggest thing that came to my mind was the fact that I cannot let anyone else suffer from this. I can't. Um, and I told myself, you know, and I've been telling myself that one day very soon, you know, even though I'm 20 years old, one day very soon, I'm gonna somehow become a millionaire uh, not because I want all the luxuries and all that but because I want to help I need to help I have to help and that was that was the thoughts that just kept circulating in my mind um, that I can't let my brothers and sisters out there no matter what race or color or you know whatever they believe in I just can't let this happen I can't um, and so that's what drives me every day you know even in my days here you know at the homeless shelter uh, when it's hard that's what I tell myself so you, you want to help bring healing and joy to others um, in a way that wasn't offered to you to make a difference yes. to, um, as my club on Clubhouse is called, healing the world with love. Like that's a way to do it. And sometimes it takes some literal means like money and finances, um, which by the way, Sunny, I just want you to know that I think you will be a millionaire. I really do. So you just keep believing in that because I have no doubt that we're going to talk again someday and we're going to have a very different conversation about what you're doing to really change the world and, um, and bring joy to others. And also just in your everyday life. So, so now in your, you know, here in the shelter and as you go through your day, um, how are you, how are you working at this end to, 
talk to people, motivate people, encourage people, you know, what actions are you taking to kind of help people and meet them where they're, where they're at right now? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think that there's a stigma around, um, you know, social media and that it can be a bad thing and all that. And absolutely can uh, if we allow it to be. But for me, social media is like one of the biggest things that, you know, I've ever been able to, to get my hands on. Um, and so I use it every single day to the best of my ability all day, every day. Um, so I mentor a lot of different people. Uh, right now, I don't, you know, necessarily get paid to mentor people or anything like that, just because, you know, some I'm getting some other things, you know, like a website built up and things like that. So right now, I do everything really typically for free. Um, but I just feel that, you know, social media has been huge for me. You know, I, platforms like TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, YouTube. Um, all those different platforms are ways that I reach out to people every single day. And uh, there's a lot of people that have my personal, you know, number right now or whatever, are able to contact me in some type of way. And I, I help. That's what um, that's what I love. You know, I love being busy every single day, you know, even here at the shelter and being able to help people. Uh, I think that, you know, a lot of people feel not qualified or whatever, or they feel like they're you know, they're just not good enough yet or whatever to start something. But I'm right here right now in the midst of homelessness, doing what it is that my life purpose is. So I just want to, you know, let people know and challenge yourself, you know, go out there, do it unqualified, do it scared. Um, do it when you're in the middle of a situation, because there's so much value that, that everyone, you, you, even yourself and bring to this world, no matter what we are going through. Um, so that's that's important. That's important. Absolutely. That's my favorite word now. Cause that's what you always say. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's my version of amen or whatever. I absolutely, <laughs> uh, yes. I absolutely love that. Um, so, <laughs> and, and what else can you tell us? I love what you said about, you know, making a difference, taking a leap, you know, do it scared. If you have to do it, do it, even though you don't feel sure about yourself, do it, whether, you know, you think you're enough, to make a difference or not, just do it because we all are enough. We're all enough to make a difference. We all make a difference every single day. The question yes. is what kind of difference are we making? Yes. What kind of yes. difference are we making? And is it something that can help the world? And in giving, we're also receiving joy and love and, and learning to love ourselves more. What would you tell people if they're just, you know, if I'm, I, you know, right, say they say right now, I'm just going throughout my everyday life. You know, I want to help people. I don't have a lot of extra money. I'm not, not quite in the place to, you know, quit my job and start a, a foundation or something or, but, but what can I do on a day-to-day -day basis, just in the environment I am now with my family or my friends or at work um, to really show people the power of joy and the power of love? Absolutely. I would say start small, you know, start with small changes. And, you know, you don't have to go out and help people right away. You know, like for me, I was weak to the point where I couldn't even, you know, it was hard to think like thinking took a lot of energy. Um, I was to the point where, you know, I had to lay where I was at in the middle of where I had collapsed at for days on end because I just didn't have any energy. Um, but I made small changes and one change that I made I told myself, if I at least can fight to get up and stand on my own two feet, 
every day, even if that's all I do, at least I have a fighting chance to fight the thoughts, to fight this battle, even if that's all I accomplished today. Um, and so like a, that, that's a very small change. You know, that's a small change that we can all do. You know, when we wake up in the morning, opportunities isn't based off of anything else other than the fact that you have an opportunity because you woke up, you're alive, you're breathing, and you don't have to tell your heart what to do. You, you're able to walk on your own two feet. So just start small, start anywhere. It doesn't have to be in a specific spot because the truth of the matter is along my journey, I've figured out that you will never ever feel like you're ready to start until you just do it. Um, and it can be so simple. It can be, you know, even in, you know, just taking care of yourself a little bit more, loving yourself a little bit more, start there, you know, because that's where I found myself and my life purposes through loving myself more in the situation that I was in. And that was extremely hard to do, especially when you don't feel worthy of even being a human. Um, so just start really small, start with the small stuff and, and allow that to grow. Do one thing each day that you love to do. Start there, you know, and, and just let it grow. And then two and three things. And next thing you know, you're doing other things where you're speaking to people. And then that brings about an opportunity. Um, but just start, just start. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that you're talking about starting with yourself, which is something I also uh, talk to my clients a lot about, um, you know, starting with love to yourself, starting with generosity to yourself, um, being willing to accept yourself as you are and love that. You don't have to, I mean, you know, I grew up the very type A perfectionistic kind of person, personality. So it's very hard to often accept myself because I always feel like I'm so much, so far below the bar. Like, well, but if I did or said, or, you know, accomplished this, then I would be worthy, or then I would somehow be good enough to make a difference. Um, but instead just say, Hey, this is who I am right now. How can I accept and love myself today? Take care of myself, you know, whatever that means to, um, to really, to really care about myself and do something good for myself to grow me to a place where I can do things for others. And when I can, when I am ready to kind of come out of my own shell, then, um, you know, what do you feel like is the foundation of reaching out to other people uh, with words of love or joy? I mean, how can we spread that? You know, if some people, maybe they don't know how, or they don't know where to start. Um, I would say as far as that goes, just realizing and, and, and bringing your mind to a place where you can clearly understand the fact that just being you is powerful. Being you is enough. Being you is enough to change somebody's day. And it can be as simple as smiling at people. I don't always have days where, you know, I'm speaking to over a hundred people. You know, some days I do, there's a lot of days I do, but you know, even in the beginning of when I first started speaking and stuff like that, there was days where I had one people show up to a thing I was speaking at. You know, there was times where I didn't have anyone and I still did it, or there were times where I'd go live on, you know, Instagram for instance, and there'd be one person that shows up the whole entire time. Um, but the thing about it is just you and yourself being who you are, just you vibrating at the energy that you are and, and loving yourself and spreading that even just walking by somebody who's having a bad day, that energy exchange is going to be extremely powerful. 
Um, so aside from that, I would say start with the small stuff. Once again, you know, um, even just smiling at people like I have a goal for myself to smile at everyone that crosses my path, uh, because that's something that I know I don't always do. You know, like I'm I'm always uh, pretty serious. Like I have a serious face a lot of the time just because that's how I've been, you know, even through the situations. Um, and so I have a, a challenge to myself where I try to smile at everyone that comes across my path. Um, and that's huge for me. Like, that's a very uncomfortable thing for me because I'm a positive person. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to do some stuff like that, you know. So um, challenge yourself. Don't be afraid to get down and uh, get dirty with things and, and really just uh, really discover who you are. You know, at the end of the day, we're on a floating rock in space. So, uh, you know, even if you mess up along the way, just realize that, you know, like, have a short memory when it comes to you, you know, your, your uh, things that your obstacles that you feel like you feel that have a short memory, remember the lesson, but don't go any farther than that, you know, keep moving forward. Hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, have a short memory for the obstacles. Yes. Just um, keep moving forward and, you know, focusing on the moment being mindful, being grateful in the moment, caring about yourself, caring about others, just as you say, starting small and um, having just a short memory for the, for the obstacles, which I think, you know, we tend to punish ourselves for the obstacles, whether they were our fault or not, like in your own story, a lot of that was beyond your control, yes. of course. Um, but still it's easy to kind of, you know, beat yourself up for being not in a different place or, you know, or even for someone who seems to be doing well out in the world, um, it, they still don't feel like they're good enough and they're beating themselves up for not being different. So I think that's just really beautiful. And, Absolutely. Um, and I'm also really excited for you because um, you have um, had a couple people encouraging you and mentoring you um, to start your own business, even though you don't have a home yet, start your own business. Um, a business for good called Rebirth and New Beginnings, Rebirth and New Beginnings. And um, as your first steps into creating this different world that you want to build. So tell us just a, a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rebirth and New Beginnings is all based on everything that I've ever been through. Everything that I've ever been through in my entire life has gone into this business, these t-shirts and the, the hats that I have, and eventually more stuff than just that. Um, but basically, I had I was reborn again uh, through everything that I've been through. And um, so I just want to help to make that change to where, you know, people realize how powerful that they are. A lot of people are like, oh, you changed my life. You did this. You did that for me. I didn't do that. I My impact that I want to make on the world is helping people to see the power that has always been with inside of them, because that's what happened to me. I seen and realized the power that was in me. So um, I just want to help, you know, help the world to have you know, their rebirth, you know, and I want to see that everywhere. I want to see people, you know, come out of the darkness, be reborn again and, and, and step into their light and step into their power and authenticity. So uh, that's just basically what, what it is that I do. Um, and so, you know, I'll continue to release more, more stuff, but right now I have t-shirts and, and hats available. So, yeah. That's amazing. And they, and they say rebirth and new beginnings right on the t-shirt. Um, and yes. I'll definitely 
post um, links to um, Sonny's site and his business. Um, they'll be in the notes of this podcast, so you can check those out there. And um, and what's what's the core message behind um, behind that phrase for you? Rebirth, rebirth, and new beginnings. What's what's the core message for people there? Um, I would say the core message is, uh, you know, per- personally speaking, is that at any moment in time, you can have a rebirth and you can begin new. You can start new. So if you've been going through a lot, it could be you've been going through something for years. You've been going through depression, anxiety. You've been, you know, struggling with. For me, it's homelessness. Um, you can be reborn new the next second, you know, so you've been going through something for five years. And as long as you make a decision to love yourself, you can be born new again. Um, and you can have that fresh start. And I think that sometimes we lose sight of that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm too, I'm too far along in this journey. I've gone through too much for so long. Um, but that's not true. That's not true. We can always make a change and change can happen at any time. Miracles and blessings can happen at any time. And, uh, that's just what I want to challenge people to think about. Oh, thank you so much. Every moment is new. So that means every moment is a chance for a new beginning. Yes, absolutely. I think that's amazing that we can just constantly offer ourselves that, give ourselves this gift, this opportunity. Like, let's just start right now. Again, have a short memory of the past in some ways. Just just start fresh in this moment and get rid of the baggage and just be present, be grateful, um, love ourselves and, and help care for others, which there can't be a better message than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Sunny, for being here. You have made my week. I am so grateful to you. Thank you so much um, for sharing your, your story and your beautiful soul with us here today. And um, I'll definitely post some links in the notes so uh, you all can um, check out Sonny and what he has and his rebirth and new beginnings and his new business. We'd love if you'd help him and support him as he works to um, build a life for himself, um, helping others. So this has been Scotland Talks. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, I'm Ann Scotland uh, here to talk to you about the power of love and joy bringing you less stress and more success. You can find out more about me at my website, which is annscotland.com or on my platforms, Twitter, Instagram, at annscotland and at Clubhouse at annscotland. I have a club there called Healing the World with Love. And uh, right now we're meeting on Tuesdays at 11 Pacific time. Please drop in. We'd love to hear your story, share your voice, um, finding common denominators and creating understanding in the world around us. So thank you all again for being here. I wish you a joyful week. Thank you again, Sunny. It's been such a pleasure. And um, thanks again. We'll, we'll, I so appreciate your story and I'm so sure that other people have as well. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. All right. All right. Be well, and I will see you again next week. Thanks. Bye.